Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Starting Small, a podcast about brand development, entrepreneurship, and innovation in the modern world. In this episode, I'm joined by Colleen Heidinger of 43 North, a startup accelerator and incubator that hosts an annual startup competition, investing $5 million per year to attract and retain high-growth companies. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Starting Small. Today, I'm joined by Colleen Heidinger of 43 North. Colleen, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Of course. Well, I'd like to start out with your upbringing. Uh, where did you grow up and what would you say your childhood was like? I grew up in Buffalo, New York, in a neighborhood um, called the First Ward, which is where all the Irish immigrated back uh, in the 1800s. So my parents, my dad's one of eight, my mom's one of five. So we were highly surrounded by family. And really that's that's all I knew, right? Yeah. Being able to go down the street and see people that you knew and loved and, you know, safety wasn't a concern. And if you needed anything, everyone was always there. So it was a very strong neighborhood, um, trusting, uh, and very hardworking, right? That kind of grit that was in our ancestors certainly carried through in the, through the generations. Definitely. Uh, I'm curious, kind of like, what did your parents do for work? Did they have any inspiration on kind of what you do? What were your interests at that time growing up at home as well? Yes, that's interesting. Um, No, my dad is an electrician um, and my mom was a nurse for Erie County in public health. Uh, And they both retired young because they were, you know, working for the government for a long time. Um, They also both had second jobs and sometimes third. So I think that their grit and their determination to allow my brother and I to have access to things that they didn't necessarily themselves, Mm -hmm. right? And it really, really... um, highly educated, bright future um, is where I think I get some of my grit and determination. So um, I didn't obviously choose either of their industries. I really wanted to be a teacher when I was younger. I had a classroom in our house. My brother was my student. Sometimes the neighborhood kids would come over. I'd find textbooks at um, like secondhand stores and, you know, had my chalkboard. I'd wear my mom's heels. So I always (laughs) wanted to be a teacher um, growing up. Amazing. Well, I saw you went on to study at uh, Babson College. What what were some of your aspirations going into there? What did you end up studying um, as well? Yeah, it's interesting. Babson, uh, my high school required that we apply, obviously, to safety schools that, you know, on paper we knew we'd get into. Mm -hmm. And then a stretch school or two of which, you know, based on acceptance rates and qualifications, you you probably wouldn't get into. But you just kind of put your hat in the ring. Yeah. And that Babson was mine. And so I did get in, obviously, and I and I committed and went there to study business. Right? It was at eighteen. It was um, you kind of you had to know going in there that you wanted to study business and and yeah. any facet of it. But but that was your commitment. Largely, our classes were all business based. Um, yeah. So for me, I just wanted a I wanted a small school. I came from a very small high school. I wanted a small college near near in a big city, um, and I knew I wanted to study business. Yeah. Totally. Uh, in that time period, uh, what were some of the aspirations uh, exiting? What kind of vision did you have going into that kind of that business degree? Um, was there a certain field you had your mind on uh, prior to graduating? It's interesting. I I did what I thought I was supposed to do. Yeah. And I went into consulting. Um, typically at a Babson, you're in accounting, finance, investment banking, or consulting. Mm-hmm. And so I went into consulting in New York um, and hated it. Mm. And um, 
you know, love being in New York. You know, five of us moved on from Babson. We had the whole big apartment in Midtown and <laughs> grinded it out, but I wasn't happy. So I ended up leaving consulting and landed in media. Wow. And at the time, you know, we'd go to these alumni events and this was near to 2008, right? Mm. So those yes. that chose the path of Lehman Brothers and the like, you know, weren't, weren't maybe unemployed. And here I am from media and we were thriving because everyone was home watching our shows. Yeah. <laughs> so I followed a career path there. We were, I was on the business side, um, the enterprises side of a, a, a global television production company. So we were Amazing. using you know, the brand that we worked on that is most known as American Idol, right? Wow. And working through partnerships, both for um, on-air integration, you'd see Coke Cups, you'd see Ford music videos, you'd see text with AT&T, you'd see downloadable music eventually, um, yeah. the iPhone and Apple. So those were all kind of deals that our team created and supported and executed. So um, that was, it was using the business mindset, but in television, um, based in New York, but our company was headquartered in London with an office in uh, LA. Wow, amazing. What were like some of your specific roles going through some of the, the media progress there? Was it really product placement, uh, brand partnerships? What, what was that? Yeah, exactly that. And a lot of events, right? So yeah. um, if Garnier, Fructis um, became a partner, they often would activate at the auditions, right? They'd have like dry styling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'd be on the ground there making sure that's up to par, ensuring that the, the brand was happy, that type of thing. Premier parties, rap parties, um, a lot of VIP entertainment during the shows, after the shows, that type of stuff. So um, yeah. very much relationship building, management, communication, um, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. Amazing. I'd love to, love to kind of cover how your or your career has kind of like progressed. You went from a, kind of this media background, and then I did see you end up kind of getting into like the the clothing retail with like Tony Walker space. What, what was what was that like? What was that transition like for you? And what made you kind of go that direction as well? Yeah, I was hired in a bar to be really candid when I moved wow. home. So I left film. I landed in film when I was in LA. I left. I drove home. Um, I turned 30 when I was in LA. I just had a wake up call. I literally don't watch television. I've never in my life and I fall asleep at the movies to this day. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of just thought, what am I doing? Um, I didn't appreciate what I was, what I was doing and building. So I came yeah. home um, and I'm, I was friendly with the, the Tony Walker company and their family. And they said, if you want to come on, you can help us with a bunch of events, you know, I was getting into the holiday season, da, da, da. I said, sure, I'll, I'll come on. Um, I was there three months to the day and that's the day I resigned was the day I landed this role. So, um, or not this role as president, but a role at 43 North. Yeah, totally. Um, also kind of going into that, also the progress, the transition into 43 North. Um, what did that look like, especially getting into kind of like the startup funding world? It's a, kind of a, kind of correlates, but it's a little bit different than your previous kind of ventures that you've had before. What was that yeah, like? Yeah, totally different. And we were in our infancy. You yeah. know, we were building a brand. This thing didn't exist. I came in in year one. So wow. um, we were we were this thing that was, you know, coming online in Buffalo, let alone the world. And we're trying to, you know, become reputable and have people understand what we were doing, which was very, very new to Buffalo. Right. Yeah. At that, that 2014, there was, I think, $11 million of venture investments into the city. And now, we're, you know, we're in the hundreds of millions on an annual basis. Wow. Um, and I'm sure that's this year was even higher than last year uh, or 2022 was even higher than 2021. We probably don't have Incredible. those numbers 
Right. But so, yeah, it was, it was a team that was here to build, but a lot of it was relationship building. A lot of it was getting this community to understand the importance of our work, right? We had to raise money, operational money, um, in addition to what the state provided, but yeah. So it was, it was, it was an interesting time. Totally. What, what was the, like the, the, the headcount size when you joined I'm curious at this, especially the first year and what kind of the growth looked like in that first year, um, from your joining. Yeah, we were five at the time. Okay. Running a competition, managing the portfolio, building a brand, attracting applications, judging, right. All the things that we still do today. Yeah. Um, you know, trying to have a social media presence, like, you know, all the things we were very gritty. Uh, we were a startup in and of ourselves, right. Yeah. Everyone did everything. There was, there was nothing too big or too little for someone to, to take on. So we produced the big show, the big events, which I was largely responsible for. Um, you know, and, and really just put ourselves out there. You know, we, yeah. we, I like to think that even back then, you know, because there were naysayers, right? We were a state funded organization. People wanted results immediately. We never said this would work overnight. There was never that expectation. Yeah. And we just kind of put our heads down and just did the work, mm-hmm. right? We'd hit the singles and doubles uh, along the way and keep, you know, we kept a really constant momentum, I like to say, of news. Yeah. Was it always perfect news? No, but we we stayed relevant to the community. Yeah. Uh, and I think that had a lot to do with how quickly we've had some of the successes that we've had. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, so I have a lot of uh, young like startup founder aspiration or aspiring entrepreneurs that are on the East Coast as well who listen to the show, have been guests. I'm curious, what does the process look like when joining 43 North, uh, applying? What, what does that look like for, for a founder's point of view? Yeah, so our application will open typically uh, uh, in May, and it's mm-hmm. usually open till about July fourth. It's it's a hefty application, right? We don't want everyone and anyone to apply. We want people to apply that are really interested in coming to Buffalo and helping us build this ecosystem. Yeah. So the requirement is to come for one year, but ideally you're staying beyond that, right? Yeah. We want you to be a part of the fabric of this, the future of the city. So you can apply. Um, and then we judge over the summer. We have various rounds of judging. Um, and then we'll, we narrow it down this past year. We had 700 applications. We get it down to about 15 or 20 that then get invited to Buffalo in October. This year will be earlier in October. And then there's two rounds of judging that week to determine um, mm. the, five, the, the five $1 million recipients. Wow, that's incredible. Um, so yeah, kind of progressing with your own career as well. Um, what was that shift like? I know 2020 is when you, you got the promotion to president from kind of like you're, you're still on the event side, uh, kind of prepping the physical events. What does that role, role look like from a more high level position? Um, taking that in 2020, COVID hits. What, what was that like on your plate um, going into today? Yeah, candidly, um, I was I was ready to go. I thought, yeah. you know, I've kind of done it all here. I was really proud of the organization. Um, I had another opportunity lined up here in Buffalo. And I then got a call <laughs> January 3rd of 2020. Awesome. And was asked to become president. So of course, you know, that kind of wasn't expected at all. And um, obviously it's worked out the way it did. Amazing. So that was, it all came to life by the end of January. And then we're first week of February, we moved 20 companies across town into our current home, which is in a, um, Seneca One Tower here in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And, and then COVID hit. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, even the job I took in January was very different come March, right? Yeah. In terms of crisis management, communication, um, 
you know, being a landlord during a pandemic, right? Mm. All these things. There was no textbook for a lot of this stuff. So I aired, yeah. I aired on the side of, you know, communicating as much as I can. Yeah. And I often put myself, I think about if I was on the team, if I was still back in my old role, yeah. what would I want my leader to do? Right. Sure. Even if I didn't have answers, I'd say, this is what I'm working on, or this is what I I know. This is what I don't know at this time. We, So we had daily calls with the team. Yeah. Um, from a funding perspective, I kept them very abreast of what our situation looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we got through it. And, and honestly, for almost, you know, some of our ecosystem's brightest days were in the midst of that pandemic in terms of our first IPO. Wow. Wow. Um, you know, so it, it was something I'll never forget. And I think it certainly made me a stronger leader. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was a tough kind of <laughs> Q1 I'm sure. there. I'm sure. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah, know going into uh, kind of 2023, looking into the future, I'm not sure if you can sh- share any innovations taking place or what, what do you see kind of like the, the movement in future looking like for 43 North, maybe an expansion in um, funding or an expansion in applicants who can, or receivers who can actually receive. What does that look like for 43 North in the future? Yeah, we are, um, of course, going to run our competition. So that's our bread and butter. We'll do that again this year. The prize yeah. allocations will stay at five $1 million checks. Mm-hmm. You know, that will all be the same. It's what we kind of layer on top in terms of partnerships, where we find yeah. ourselves recruiting applicants. That's really where the team is able to get creative. Yeah. Um, and have fun with it as well, of course. So that stuff is to come. We're working through that now in the budgeting process. Um, mm-hmm. But generally, Buffalo is just year over year has, has grown and become, you know, an even brighter place to want to be. Yeah. The success of our portfolio, I think too, um, has attracted even higher quality companies year over year. For sure. Uh, with those investments, I'm curious, what have you found, if you found a trend, um, and the industries of the, some of the receivers, um, those who are applying, is it CPG? What, what is that in healthcare, et cetera? CPG had an uptick certainly and our million dollar winner, Two years ago was CPG, and she's doing very well here. Um, wow. But we're industry agnostic, and really, we are very diverse in industry, right? What yeah. we look at, Cameron, at the end of the day, is why Buffalo and why 43 North for the founder and the company, right? Yeah. There has to be an organic fit. So for uh, Twipes, who just is in this current class, right? They want yeah. need a U.S. manufacturing plant. Yeah. Uh, that's a, we're a perfect fit for them, right, in that sense. So we really are not so industry focused, we're, we're Buffalo focused. And that's the lens yes. through which we look throughout the diligence process as to why do they want to be here, you know, in a year, less yeah. than a year. For sure. Amazing. Well, I'd like to wrap up each episode with this. If you can share one piece of advice with maybe an aspiring entrepreneur or an inspiring leader manager, uh, somebody you've learned or regret along the way, what would that be? That's a good one. <laughs> I mean, I think it's always good. I own a yoga studio as well. And so that really has been the yin to this yang. Yeah. And to have that outlet that is very, very different from what I do day to day has allowed me to become an even better leader. Yeah. And so ensuring, you know, we're going to work a lot, right, as leaders and and people that care, right? You're going to work really hard and you know, well beyond nine to five, but Definitely. ensuring that you have an outlet, ensuring that you're making time for what your mind and body need. Yeah. You know, for me, it's sleep. Like if I don't sleep, I don't operate. I know that yeah. my boyfriend knows that, like I have to sleep. Right. Yeah. And so 
um, prioritizing yourself as hard as it is, is critical, right? We're not going to be our best if we're not taking care of ourselves. And I think that for me with the outlet, that is yoga, that for me, that is sleep, right? I know these things, um, when they go to the wayside, which at times they do, yeah, that's where I personally run into trouble. For sure. So ensuring that there is, it's not always balanced, but ensuring there is an outlet for you, even if it's a walk around the block, right? Yeah. Uh, whatever that might look like, identifying and ensuring that it's something that stays top of mind because when things get tough, that's what's going to allow you to get through. Mm, really good advice. Colleen, thank you so much for joining me today and to the listeners out there, make sure to check out 43North at 43North.org. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Starting Small. If you would, Leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Also, follow Starting Small Pod on social platforms to keep up to date on future guests.